Jack and Cam. Ah, welcome to Jacked and Canned, giving you a little sports roundtable here. John, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Dude, I'm doing good. A little sports roundtable discussion. Colbs, I'm going to break the barrier right away. I'm going to totally blow your mind. That quick, huh? Automatically, because I'm excited. (laughs) You know it's going to be something ridiculous. You already know it. it. Let's hear it. Josh Gordon, the former NFL wide receiver. Yep. The Cleveland Brown star. Your favorite team, Seattle. I was going to say play with my Seahawks as of last year. So he started off in the league at 21 years old. Right now, currently standing 29 years old. When he was 22, he was one of the league leaders. Or I'm sorry, he, I think he was selected to the Pro Bowl, actually. Yeah, he led the league in receiving yards and I believe, 2013. 2013 was 1,646 yards. Freaking insane. Nine touchdowns, right? Josh Gordon, that same guy, Josh Gordon, has joined fan-controlled football. Oh, God. <laughs> so before we get into anything, I just want to say this. I, I watched the games this past Saturday. Did you get a chance to watch them? Uh, no. <laughs> All right, so the reason why I'm saying this is – for our audience, if anybody's also a fan of fan-controlled football, a fan of hopefuls like myself, you heard about it before that Josh Gordon uh, broke the news he was going to go over there. Well, not him individually. He didn't like tweet it out or anything that he was joining. It was taken over by the media. Anyhow. Yeah, so I would have to game, think it would be a source of embarrassment. It was – yeah. <laughs> well, that's what's funny is because you're starting to get bigger names that's going over there. So it's kind of cool because Josh Gordon, I guess he approached and like he's like, I want to play – I want to play ball. Nobody's allowing me to play ball. I want to play ball. So, <laughs> they, oh, my God. They asked Richard Sherman. They had Richard Sherman on, okay, and uh, they had him on the video feed, right? So, Richard Sherman was on there, and uh, <laughs> they said, Richard, how do you think he's going to be performing? How do you think he's going to be playing? He goes, oh, dude, hands down, 100%, Gordon is going to dominate this whole league. He's just going to dominate as a receiver, which – I mean, the dude is super, super freaking talented, obviously, right? And here's another funny one. On there, they had, um, let's see. On there, they had, who the hell was it? Uh, Oh, my God. Help me out. Oh, my God. The 49ers quarterback. Garoppolo? No, uh, he was an all-star. Why am I Steve Montana? What the what is? Steve Young? No. Oh, my God. Colin Kaepernick, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. I will call him Steve Montana. I merged them together. So here's the thing, right? So they had him on. Coles, I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, if you tuned in, it was awkward. Awkward. So here he is talking. They're asking him all the questions. Montana is going off. Off about random stuff about the NFL combine <laughs> and how it doesn't matter. And the game is going on. So now you have all these people on Twitch writing like, this is awful. Put the game on. Put the game on. I want to see the game. And then he's, Montana's going off. So he finally gets off the broadcast, right? I mean, he did a great job. Everybody wants to hear from Hall <laughs> And it was already right? 14-3 on the scoreboard. I know, Coles, honestly. So fan <laughs> control football actually – recognize it goes ladies and gentlemen we would just like to make an announcement here and just let you know that we do apologize for not showing the game during the broadcast (laughs) but when you 
when you do have a legend on like him, you kind of have him there. Well, so, I, I mean, the camera didn't have to be on him, though. Every time that you have a star in the booth, you tend to show the game and just let the guy still talk at least. I mean, you don't have to cut him off. He can tell his story while all this fun stuff's happening. But you got to play the game on the visual audio or the visual medium. Oh, yeah, dude. I got one more funny thing there with fan control football when Richard Sherman was on there, right? He ended up bashing. He's an owner. He's an owner of one of the teams, part owner of one of the teams. Of course he ended he up is. kind of bashing. He ended up kind of throwing a little bit of shade and bashing the league a little bit because he's like, yo, this officiating, this officiating. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So he goes like this to the one of the owners of the league, the league owner himself, not the team owner. Yeah. He goes, Yeah, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a conversation tomorrow. We'll be talking tomorrow. Yeah, and Richard Sherman's good for that. He's he's always gonna be that guy. Yeah, and he was talking about his favorite like trash talk players of all time, and he's going over like some people. He's like, "Was Josh Gordon a good trash talker?" He goes, "No, dude. Josh Gordon is straight up quiet." Yeah, he's always quiet. come across as that guy. I don't picture Josh Gordon as somebody that's out there wreaking havoc and causing issues with other players. He's somebody that just goes out, does his job. He just smokes a ton of weed. I mean, I mean, leave the guy yeah. alone, man. Bring him back to so, Seattle, please. So, what are your Genuine thoughts. Don't look at it as fan-controlled football. Don't look at it as a hopeful thing because, you know, I've been cheering it on. Colbs, in all seriousness, Josh Gordon is a major talent. What are some of your thoughts? And do you think some of these bigger-name players that maybe want some other chances are going to start going over to this league? Seriously. I I think that this will be somewhere where players that want a second chance go. I also, um, I also think the same thing of the XFL when they come back eventually – I do think that players that need the second chance will try to start their second chance by proving they can do it on a minor league team to an extent. But in the meantime, I I do think that this is something we're going to see a little bit more of just from players, whether it be somebody like a Phillip Rivers that is kind of getting out of the league. Granted, I'm not predicting he goes there. I think he's just done done. But players, yeah, maybe like an Eli Manning, somebody that didn't feel like he got his last shot and wants to play a little bit longer, get a little bit of money in the meantime, but loves the game. So somebody along those uh, uh, those lines, Jesus, we're gonna we're gonna have to work on that a little, I guess. So go ahead, John. I see the hand up. Was, You're ready. Yeah, I was gonna say, man. You know, I can. You know, I'm energized with this, and Coles is probably pumped up. He's like, "Damn, John is actually energized about a sports topic." Of course, when it's <laughs> XFL and bank control football, of course I am. If the NBA had more of like a, I, I guess they got the D League, but if they had a, uh, I don't freaking know. No, you, you know they got it. the the big three league, right? Where it's three on three and Ice Cube owns the league. Oh, damn it, dude. You just had to tell me about that. Looks like I'm going to be on that. Oh, crap. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's funny that I bring that up, too, and that you don't know what I'm talking about because, granted, it was almost a year ago, but one of our first episodes, I brought that to your attention. Oh, I don't remember. I (laughs) I know you don't. (laughs) I know you. (laughs) I remember a video game that was like freaking NBA Blitz or something. Not NFL Blitz. It was NBA, NBA Ballers. Remember that video game? Yeah, I don't remember which one. Um, NBA Jams. NBA Jams. Oh, that is gold. That is gold money, man. But, Colbs, anyhow, dude, I'm super energized. I'm pumped. Josh Gordon is over there. Fan control football is going to be taken off, dude. It's not going to be huge, mega, mega big. But I'm telling you, Saturday night, if you get some time, they're later games. They're quick games. The clock practically doesn't stop. You got to tune in. You just no. have to, Colbs. No, I mean, I'm super happy that we took up half this episode just to talk about fan-controlled football. (laughs) True. (laughs) Anyways, what's the next topic? 
<laughs> so for for over a year now, we've been having this discussion, not us specifically, but just everybody in sports media with Dak Prescott and his contract. So Dak Prescott now, it looks like they're going to end up franchising him here a second time, which okay. granted, I don't hate the move on either side because in all seriousness, it's going to be harder for Dak to get the money that he wants due to the fact that he had that really bad injury last year. Yeah. It's yep. not going to be easy for him to coerce anybody into giving him the kind of money that he's looking for. So having a season where he can come in and prove himself again is probably his best method of getting to that contract. But at the same time, one angle that I see about this that keeps confusing me is Dallas is looking at a situation where otherwise you got Andy Dalton. And granted, Andy Dalton's not a bad quarterback, but he's not who you're going to go out there and win a lot of stuff with. And we know this about Andy Dalton. We know this about what he specifically with the Dallas Cowboys looks like. We saw it last year. It doesn't look as good as Dak. So you need to get your guy in Dak Prescott back on that team. And one of the things that keeps confusing me is I just keep looking at this scenario and I'm like, how is Dallas still fiddling around with this, not being able to figure something out? Granted, I get it with the money standpoint this year. This year, I'm actually less heated than I was a year ago because I'm like, what What are you guys going to do? And yeah. they they went and got Andy Dalton. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> the savior has come. You guys have landed Andy Dalton. So the point of it being, Dallas needs to figure that out. So, John, we're actually going to play a little game today, and we're going to play Dak versus other quarterbacks. I know I did a lot of work on the naming of this game, but I want to know who you would prefer being that you're a Cowboys fan of these quarterbacks. Would you rather have Dak Prescott on the team, on the team, on Dallas? Yes, yes, on Dallas, yes. Okay. Would you rather have Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins? Dak. I think I would agree. I, I think that uh, this one's close because I think Kirk's got the better arm, but because of the mobility and the leadership qualities, I think exactly. I would take Dak as well. Dak Prescott or Baker Mayfield? Oh, Dak. Yes, also totally agree, but I know that Baker Mayfield's a hot name out there. I just wanted to at least throw that out there. Baker had a solid season, but they played pretty terrible competition. By the way, John, just a random fact that's off the top of my head here. Um, Dallas has the seventh hardest schedule going into next year. Where the hell did you read that? And how the hell do you know that? That's super random. You ain't uh, kidding. Don't worry about my sources. So <laughs> Okay, there you go. Ladies and gents, you deserve that from the shifty hippo himself. <laughs> Dak Prescott or Derek Carr? Ooh. Dak. I like Derek Carr here, but this one's pretty close. I I tried to get guys close. I don't have an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson on here. I don't okay, have guys that yeah, I, I made it guys that are at least compatible or um competitive by so the So why are you thinking means. Carr? So for me, you have a quarterback that throws generally pretty damn close to 70% completion percentage. You have a guy that has a little bit of that Favre mentality where he doesn't mind throwing the ball downfield, and he's got right now in a Henry Ruggs. Granted, in Dallas, he wouldn't have that, but he does have receivers there. Dallas has receivers, so I wouldn't worry oh, yeah. about Derek Carr being there, and plus he has the game of Zeke. He doesn't have that out there in Oakland. So next one, John, we've got Dak Prescott or Jared Goff. Oh, Dak Prescott all day. Jesus Lord. 
I would also take Dak, but this one's also pretty close for me. I think that Jared Goff has a lot of potential that hasn't quite been unlocked. If you remember a couple years back, he threw for nearly 5,000 yards, and he was one of the runner-ups for MVP. So I think that Jared Goff is somebody that you have to at least look into and say the ceiling's higher on him, but I would prefer to have the consistency that you get with a Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott or Jimmy Garoppolo? I know you're probably going to side with Jimmy G. That's you, Colbs, but I'm actually going to go with Dak again. No, I'm actually strongly in Dak's corner there. Injury prone. I Dak's had one injury. Jimmy's had like 14 of them, and he hasn't and Dak played was that like much. A serious injury. A serious injury. Like I, that one was. Yeah, but oh. I think Dak's going to come back from this. I really don't think it's going to hinder his process as far as an NFL player goes. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is an actual brittle player. And additionally, even when he's healthy, I don't think that he's actually as good as Dak Prescott is. Dak Prescott or Kyler Murray? Oh, that one's interesting because you know I like Kyler Murray. That ain't fair, Cole. Damn it, man. <laughs> Come on, dude. Um, holy frig, this one's a tough one for me, homie. Oh, man, I like Kyler Murray. I really do. I'm going to say Kyler Murray. Holy yeah, crap. I would go Kyler Murray as well. I think that his ceiling is higher than Dax. He's also obviously not been hurt yet, and he is younger. Granted, all that can change, but and it will change to an extent. He's obviously going to stay younger regardless, but I think that we're going to see a lot more out of what Kyler Murray is in the next two seasons. I agree. I think his ceiling is higher than Dak, so I would take him at this point of his career. Dak Prescott or Ryan Tannehill? Damn you again. I really like Ryan Tannehill. I know. (laughs) I know you do. Here's what's silly, though, and I get it, but Ryan Tannehill has been through freaking hell. He really has been through hell. So he went through all the trials and tribulations already throughout his NFL career. And now he's kind of found his place and he's having a ton of success. But I think the system that he's in is the actual reason why he's having so much success. So with that said, I'm going to stick with Dak. I think I would also go with Dak. Very slight edge here. But keep in mind, although Ezekiel Elliott is potentially the best running back in football, also so is potentially Derrick Henry. And you have a guy in Derrick Henry that you're handing the ball to a lot of the times, like between 28 and 32 times a game. Ryan Tannehill, oddly enough, they use around the goal line because he's shifty and can make himself into the end zone on his feet or with his arm, and he just has to make that decision. And Dak Prescott can do a lot of similar qualities, but the point being is that I think that Dak Prescott's a better overall quarterback than Ryan Tannehill, although not by much. I'm not going to tell you this is a landslide by any means. Dak Prescott or Alex Smith? Oh, my God. Definitely Dak, and the reason why, too, and you know I was pulling for Alex Smith even during his whole recovery just because I'm all about that, and uh, what he went through was absolute hell. Here's the thing I will say. Alex Smith, I do want to see him land somewhere. I don't think Dallas would necessarily be the best fit, and the reason being their line had so much trouble, so many sacks. It was a freaking crap show. So with that said, man, I'm sticking with Dak, but Alex Smith, let me turn this on you. Yep. Where do you think Alex would be a good starter at in the NFL? Um, I think somebody like him would probably be a great fit for like what Houston's about to go through, where they're probably not going to have Deshaun Watson, because you have to keep in mind, they okay. need you need to pick a team that doesn't have their quarterback going forward. And I think right. that a team like Houston would be perfect for that. 
um, in regards to the question that I asked you, I do yeah. think that I would also take Dak. I would take Alex Smith when he was younger over yeah. Dak today, but not the Alex Smith we'd currently be getting. Speaking of age, Dak Prescott or Matt Stafford? Oh, you bastard. I know. Oh, I hit you with some hard ones here. You shifty hippo, you shifty bastard. Um, <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, let's take this moment here to just say, please, we want to hear from you too. So if you hate the picks that I'm given, Coles is given, let us know. Jacked and canned on social media. We've actually been increasing our Twitter Twitter following quite a bit, thanks to Coles. He's been uh, doing a great job over there in the social media. So let us know. Jacked and canned. Okay. Dude, Matt Stafford. This one's tough for me. I don't know which way I'd go because you're obviously going to get more years with Dak, but I do think that Matt Stafford's the better quarterback out of the two. I think so he's going to fit. Sure. I think he's going to fit it. I think he's. I. I oh man, that's you got. You, that's a yeah, tough I one. I think this me. one's like a dead middle where I could go either way. I think I would yeah. take Dak just because of the age, so I know that I yeah. get the younger guy. But I feel like I'm getting damn near the same guy, just obviously different skill sets, but. That one's close for me. And the last one I got for you, John, is Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz. I knew it was going to be Carson Wentz. <laughs> um, Carson's got a crap ton of potential. What happened to him in Philly, I think, was more a Philly organization problem than I think it was just him himself. It almost looked like I the movie. The Re- it just looked like kind of like they were movie the the replacements when the uh, starting quarterback came back in or whatever, and they just the offensive line's like, yo, let's let's let him get sacked. That would be a good point to put that dude in. <laughs> let's let him get sacked. And uh, our famous you know, show noise is going to be a Titans broadcaster. That was a hey, Titans game, right? Ryan Tannehill, what's up? No, <laughs> so um, I just think that. Uh, I think I'd rather have Dak in all honesty. Carson's good. I think he's going to have a lot of success in the new organization where he's at. But dude, Dak. I'm taking Wentz here. I I actually don't think this one's even that close. I'm taking Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is supremely greater talented. And I think that with. In what front? Seriously. uh, Well, for one, his arm is significantly better, both in accuracy and the fact that he has a cannon. Dak doesn't have a cannon. But more so than anything else, the problem with Carson has been decision-making, but I think it's mostly been because he's been on a bad team that doesn't have weapons, and he's been trying to just wing it and make something happen. I think that you're going to see in Indianapolis, he's going to have a great deal of success. So I'm going to take Carson Wentz. Granted, I'm a little bit reserved right now on Carson Wentz, but as of right now, I'm still taking him over Dak. So that's going to conclude this game. And John, there's something else I want to get off my chest before we get into our regular episode here. Yeah, Colbs, before you get that off your chest, man, I'm so surprised you didn't ask me. Ryan Fitzpatrick or Dad? Of course, it's <laughs> magic, homie. Anyways, get it off your chest. What's up? So I was reading Twitter the other night, and I saw a tweet from Ryan Clark talking about Champ Bailey. And how nobody really talks about Champ Bailey as one of the greats of all time. And I realized, I I do agree, nobody does talk about that. And Champ Bailey, throughout my lifetime, has probably been the best corner that I've ever seen play in my life. Because I didn't really get to see Dion. So I don't want to go into too much detail about what he would compare to Dion, only because I didn't get to see what Dion was. John, you got something here? So 
I get that with Champ Bailey. The whole point of Champ Bailey and the only reason why I know he was super good is because are you I giggling? Because I used to he used to be my go to player in Madden. <laughs> he used to be like my go to corner. Dude, I'm like uh, Champ Bailey's beast. <laughs> I I played corner in high school, right? And my favorite player as far as the defensive back went was Champ Bailey. I wanted to be Champ Bailey. I don't know how people don't talk about him more because he's the best corner I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I've heard people comparing it to Charles Woodson and Namdi Asamoah. And Namdi Asamoah was great for like four years, and then it was done. I heard uh, Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis. He was somebody oh my that, God, was that was played weird. for a few years, and then he was done. I'm a Seahawk fan. I love Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman isn't even done yet, but – I don't think that he was that he is what Champ Bailey ever was. And Champ Bailey did this for like 10, 11 years. Yeah, this isn't something where Champ Bailey came out there and gave you four years of great and then faded off the face of the planet. Champ Bailey was the best corner in the NFL for about 10 years. Charles Woodson being the only thing I could really comparatively compare him to. So I don't want to hear that Champ Bailey isn't one of the best corners of all time. And I don't understand why people don't talk about him more. John hey, Coles. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Real quick, man, talking about kind of players with uh, not getting enough recognition for being great. Dude, LeBron. Vince Carter. Vince Carter. (laughs) Oh, Vince Carter. Did you ever see what Stephen A. Smith said about Vince Carter? I probably did. I mean, he says a lot about a lot of people. That's a good point. So anyways, so he basically broke it down and said that he – in in my words, not in his, because I don't remember exactly how he said it. Uh, but basically, like he could have accomplished more. He could have been even better. He could have been that LeBron James. He could have been the Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I think his and, talent was good enough. He just he didn't really ever quite figure it out. Him and uh, by the way, did you know that him and uh, Tracy McGrady were cousins? I didn't know that, but the way that you just broke that down was kind of how Stephen A. like transitioned into that. But I was thinking to myself, and I'm like, Vince Carter, he's not a household – I don't know. It's weird for me, man. You're a bigger NBA fan than me, obviously. But Vince Carter's still a huge name when he was playing with T-Mac and stuff and what he did over there in Toronto. But when he left, he was averaging a little over like 16 points a game. He kind of ended up getting lost. Well, that, But he played for 23 years until he was 43 years old. Half Coles. the reason his name's as big as it is is just because that 2000 dunk competition. He, I don't know if you ever watched the highlight film of that, but his oh, dunks yeah. were bleeping phenomenal. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen anybody dunk quite like he could dunk. Um, he might be the best dunker there's ever been in all seriousness, which gets you the name recognition. But his game never really translated to to winning on a consistent basis. He was always on a good team, but never a great one. So is he a undoubt, like no doubt at all, Hall of Famer? Yeah, absolutely. He's Hall of Famer. He played twenty no twenty one years. Yeah. Okay, I'm just wondering. Because some people are making an argument like, yeah, you know, he just had a few good years and then he just turned into a really good No, player. he had about a decade of good years. And then, yeah, his second decade, he was more so a role player, but he was still a great player all in all. I, I think he's absolutely okay. a Hall of Famer. All right, cool, man. So anyways, I didn't mean to blow up your spot there. What did you have before I cut you off? But I needed to give VC a little credit. All right, we don't have to talk about this one. I'm just going to bring it up and then we can cut the episode here. But I'm a little bit sick of what happens to LeBron on Twitter. So obviously Uh-oh. I'm a huge LeBron fan and I, I know that he has a lot of haters, right? But 
Oh, I looked at so a tweet he put out last night of him when he was 17 years old doing poses for being, you know, a high school player that's about to go into the pros. And every comment on it was just absolutely pooping on him. Like every single comment was just somebody hating on him. Dude, he's, if not the best player that's ever played, he's the second best. So yeah. I don't want to hear from every random person in the world that he's terrible. People are making it sound like this isn't even a Hall of Fame player. I don't understand it. So to me, this was just really frustrating. I didn't even, I couldn't get past like 15 comments. I'm like, I'm about to just go off and I don't want to have Twitter beef with everybody in the damn world. So I'm just going to get off right now. I'm going to go ahead and just do my show tomorrow and bring it up. Stop bleeping on LeBron. Oh my God. I just thought about this. Watch. That's the number one time when the show will go completely viral is you defending LeBron. Everybody's like, Jack, you can't, you suck. You piece of crap. Blah, blah, blah. John, that's our name out there. I don't care about that. That's it is so true. With that said, getting our name out there, ladies and gentlemen, please share with a friend. Please leave a rating, review, and subscribe to the podcast. This has been a sports roundtable conversation. We are going to be going into another recording tonight of our normal episode, so make sure to subscribe and check that out. Until next time, Colbs, what is this show called? Jacked and Canned. This was Jacked and Canned. Tune in to new episodes on iTunes and check out what the boys are getting themselves into on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Jacked and Can. Presented by No One.